I've been writing my dreams down for many years now, and I'm not even kidding when I say that dream journaling has really changed my life. You can use a physical notebook, you can voice record your dreams, you can use a sticky note, it honestly doesn't matter. Me personally, I use a mobile app that I really, really love. I've been using it for years now. It's called Oniri. And today in this episode, I have the honor of talking to Jean-Baptiste, who is the founder of Oniri, and I recommend it to everybody. I'm so thankful that he was able to join me today and talk about his love for lucid dreaming and how he started the app. Yeah, thank you, Hamina, for having me. It's a pleasure created this app it's been kind of a long story um it started eight years ago something like that and i discovered lucid dreams obviously and, and i got really into it i love the concept i wanted to do more i wanted to help people do more and around the same time i wanted to learn to develop and to create something like i wanted to start my own projects and uh, so i kind of mixed those two passions and um, i created only alone that was the beginning of the project and it evolved a lot. It's been a personal project for a long time, but at the beginning, it was a simple dream running up and uh, it's been a long road. When you started, you got interested in lucid dreaming. And how did you start keeping your own dream journal before you created the app? I had a, a, a physical journal for, for some time, but quite quickly, uh, I switched to uh, digital notes and, and then to the app. Um, I quickly realized that, yeah, uh, you, you see everywhere that the, one of the first steps to lucid dreams is writing down your dreams. And so it made sense to to have this. And I was actually surprised at that time in 2014, 2015, that there was no like mainstream app to do that. And I mean, like a big app that was actually dedicated to dreams because digital note apps, they're, they're great. But I, I like since I came from a kind of a computer science background, I wanted to have an interface where the data that I entered actually made sense and the app would help me make sense of this data and, and, and kind of improve it. Yeah, I love that about the app. I've been using it for a long time as well. And I've looked at so many different dream-related apps and I really like Oniri because of the features of being able to sort your dream symbols and stuff like that. When I was looking at it, I was like, wow, these people really understand dreams and like what you need in order to understand a dream. So I really thought like, okay, these people know what they're doing. Yeah, we put a lot of thoughts into how to organize it. And even even now we've kind of created this this way of writing down our dreams, but it cannot be like the right, the, the perfect way for everyone. And so even though we've put a lot of thought into it, even now we get feedbacks um, of how to change it, how to, things to add in the journal, things to remove, things to make differently. Yeah, it's really interesting to to let the app grow. And we integrated a lot of feedbacks in the beginning. I think that's one of the reasons why you and other people found it like close to your needs. Ideally, I would like to satisfy everyone's wishes. I hope that the app will keep going in this direction of making as many people happy as we can. Yeah, that's awesome. You definitely listen to your users, so it's much appreciated. You're also doing other types of research regarding dreams as well. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So even though the app started as a dream journal and, and then we evolved on the lucid dreaming part of the app, how to integrate the techniques and other other tools, I discovered on the way uh, other ways to interact with our dreams. For instance, there's a, now a whole section dedicated to analyzing our dreams. And that's something that I didn't even think of at the very beginning. This came to me with, again, feedbacks and, and ways to develop the, the project. Another, another thing is this uh, research collaboration that we are trying to develop. And while I was working on this project, I realized that there is a whole area of research working on dreams. And actually, it's also growing. 
uh, same as the interest of, of the general public of us in, in dreams. The interest of uh, researchers is also growing. It's, it's starting to be a new trendy subject in the research of, of sleep and like wellness in general. And we kind of opened a door in this area of the potential things that we could do and, and how we could, like we kind of opened a new way to study dreams. And so I've been talking a lot with dream uh, researchers and it's been really interesting to see how they were doing things in the past and, and what we've enabled. Basically, we opened, we, we brought them a community of people that are really passionate with dreams. And it's something that they had trouble with since then. It's, it's, it's hard for them to actually find people out there in the wild that are ready to spend a lot of time around their dreams. But we are this community and, and that's kind of what we brought them. And so, yeah, we've been conducting a, a few studies. I think the first one was two years ago now. Yeah, the, the first study that we did was about uh, dream journaling and creativity. And, and we looked at how uh, writing down our dreams can help us to be more creative and actually better at problem solving. We found this result and that was really cool. Now we're more walking around lucid dreams, trying to develop new techniques and trying to find new ways to understand dreams and lucid dreams. So we have a lot of things going on in, in the research area and we have many more to come and I'm excited about that. That's awesome. Definitely amazing. I love that you're getting into the research because the science has been catching up, like you said, but there's such a need for like just more conversation around it and more experiments and just like more general information about it. So I think that's cool that you've been studying not only lucid dreaming, but answering questions about what purposes our dreams serve and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's a pleasure for us to be able to do that. And it's, it's really interesting. I believe that science will play a big role in, in developing the, the way we interact with dreams. Yeah, for sure. So where do you see the future going with it? Like what else still needs to be addressed? And like, what's your hope for the future in terms of like dream research? Well, there are those different areas in, in, within dream research. As I said, I think one of them is trying to understand really dreams. We're starting to have a good picture of why we dream. Uh, but there are still many things that are quite unclear. Um, I believe many things to be discovered around the biological nature of dreams. That That's one thing. Then there is obviously the, the lucid dreams, I think. Understanding lucid dreams, why why we have them, what purpose they have, uh, what are the applications of them, what benefits they serve. I think there's a lot of cool stuff to discover around that. And obviously how to have them in the most efficient way, like how to make it easy for people. That's one of the subjects that, that I'm personally and with only we, we are the most interested in. Obviously, it's how to get people to have lucid dreams on a, on a regular basis. So I'm really excited to see what will come out in, in the next few years. I love what you said about part of the research is understanding like what is the biological nature of dreams? Like what are dreams made up of? You know, I think that's a question that people ask a lot, which is kind of hard to determine scientifically, you know, and there's a lot of different like theories and ideas about it. So like, I guess in your like opinion or based on like what you've noticed in your research or even just in your own dream experiences, what do you think dreams are made up of? Do you think it's just our own subconscious projecting our experiences? Or do you think there's like a level of like a shared reality that we can interact with other people and people that have passed and something like beyond just our subconscious mind? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it's an interesting question because we've been at the, like in the middle of this dream discussion and, and I've talked to researchers and to people that are way more on the spiritual spectrum of dreams. It's been hard for a while for, for us and, and for me personally to, to position myself in this spectrum of how we interact with the dreams. And we've kind of chosen as, as Oniri to be in the middle of that. And we, we try to, to stay close to what the science says about dreams. But we absolutely don't want to close any doors on what it could be. 
And me personally, I've been following this recipe of <laughs> what dreams are and where they're coming from. I've been reading a lot about the scientific research that I've done on, on the subject. So a lot of what I believe comes from that. So this would be more on the side of dreams are coming from a subconscious. But I'd love to learn more about the other ways to look at them, as you said, the shared realities and stuff like that. I haven't taken the time to really dive in this area because I'm afraid that if when I do it, I will I will fall down the rabbit hole. But yeah, I'm really excited to to do that at some point and dive into all of those different ways to look at dreams. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm I'm science based too. I have a science background, so like I understand like the value of like evidence based research. I think that's a good stance that you're taking because you know science is constantly evolving and constantly learning new things, and we're constantly proving and disproving hypotheses. It's really good to like stick with what we know, but also have the idea that we don't necessarily know everything. There's a lot of anecdotal evidences and dream stories of people having the same dream and shared dream experiences. Like we do hear these stories, so I think there's definitely something there to explore. So I'm excited to see where you go with it. Yeah, me too. And, I, and I've seen more and more researchers trying to think outside the box, really, like uh, think outside of the normal uh, psychological and neurological way. It's kind of one of the most interesting research I found in, is when scientists try to look at the broader spectrum of, of dreams and, uh, and astral projections. And, and, and I love that the research is, is going in this direction. And I, I can't wait to see what they will find, because obviously, as you said, we there's a lot that we don't know. And, and it's great to acknowledge what, what we find, but it's great to look at what there is left to find. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, and, it, you know, it's quite hard to measure when it comes to dreams because it's not necessarily always something tangible. When it comes to just studying dreams and lucid dreams in general, like what are some like maybe just general methods you use? I guess it depends what you're studying, but what do you think is like an effective way to like really look at dreams? So those are two valid ways to to study dreams. Uh, and, and I think there is there are in fact the two only ways to do it. Either you, you look at the dream reports or you take direct measurements like EEGs. And I've been more on the side of dream reports because obviously that's where we can contribute the most with Anyway, And it's what dream researchers have been doing mostly in the past is having a few people coming in the lab and studying EEGs. And so that's why most of what we know about dreams is really about the biological markers of, of dreams. They've looked at the brain of people and see what's happening during sleep, during dreams. And they've discovered a lot of things about that. But I think now we're coming in an era and that's where we're coming with Oniris, ena enabling those scientists to access also a lot of dream reports. And those are really two different practices because in the case of EEGs and labs, you can only have a few people doing it. Otherwise, it would be too complicated. But you have a lot of data. Uh, in the case of dream reports, you have data. The data from a scientific perspective is much harder to work with uh, because everyone will write differently. Uh, so you, yeah, there are a lot of assumptions that you cannot make and you must be very careful how you analyze this data. So you need a lot of, a lot of data to make, to make sense of actually to find anything. And uh, that's what scientists couldn't do or had trouble to do before. And I think there are a lot of things to discover in, with this new type of research. One thing that surprised me in, in dream research this past few years uh, there was a research where looking at EEGs, uh, scientists were able to identify things inside the dreams. Like uh, they looked at the, what the brain was doing and they were like, okay, he's dreaming of a car or she's dreaming of a dog. And, and that's kind of the bridge between the two worlds. Like when just by looking at the brain, you can read what's inside. 
so I find that uh, as fascinating as it is uh, scary. <laughs> and so maybe the two worlds will bridge and you will kind of be able to link the data to one another soon. Um, but I'm not sure about that yet. Yeah, that's cool. It reminds me of one of my favorite research studies. Maybe you have heard of it where, you know, the researchers were able to communicate with lucid dreamers from inside the dream and the dreamers would signal with like muscle contractions or eye movements to answer questions that the experimenters were asking them. And the experimenters would like ask them questions while they were sleeping, you know, and dreaming. And the question of the experimenter would come through the dream, like through a car radio or, or as like a narrator voice or something like that. And I just thought that was so fascinating that we've been able to communicate across the border of wake and sleep so it's definitely getting there yeah you're perfect yeah like you're right uh, lucid dreams there they are indeed the most promising way to to bridge these two worlds uh, because with lucid dreams you have this potential as you said to signals from from inside the dream things that are happening and, and this has a lot of potential because for instance scientists can link uh, the emotions that you're feeling like how your body is reacting to the dream they could link it to what you say is actually happening at this specific moment in the dream. And this has been really, really hard to do. And, and I think lucid dreams will also open this door. And that's actually something else that we have, uh, tr we're trying to work with the scientists and something that we're bringing. It's not only a community of dreamers, but it's also a community of lucid dreamers. We are bringing a lot of people who actually have lucid dreams. And it's really helpful because it's really hard to conduct study on lucid dreams because it's really hard to find people that are lucid dreaming on a regular basis. And to have them have a lucid dream within the lab on a specific night, it's, it's really hard. That's kind of where we all aligned is we want to have lucid dreams. People want to have lucid dreams and scientists want people to have lucid dreams because they, it will help them to study this phenomenon. So yeah, hopefully we can keep working on that. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. There's definitely limitations in that sense, but I think you're doing a great job because the more people that learn how to lucid dream, the more data there is out there, the more experiences, the more questions that'll pop up. So you're definitely going in the right direction with that. I think that's super cool. On a personal level, like aside from like the research, do you have any really awesome, memorable dream experiences to share? Well, there's not one thing that stands out. Like there are a lot of experiences that are really important for me and it would be hard to make a list of them. But I would say that if, almost every month I have like a, like a life-changing, maybe not life-changing, but really important experience in my dreams, whether it's lucid or not. I have really cool experience in lucid dreams, but also regular dreams that are really memorable. And the last one actually that comes to my mind, it's a dream I made a few weeks ago. And uh, it was actually a dream where two countries started to, for some reason, they decided to nuke each other out. It may have been Switzerland and, and the US actually, but I'm not sure um, because I'm, I'm in Switzerland for context. And yeah, it was this kind of dream where it's uh, the end of the world. And uh, it's really interesting to 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 see the emotions that you can feel in this storyline. And like in just one dream, one night, you, you, you leave a whole like movie, like scenario and with, with emotions that are really like real emotions. Like if you would read the, my body at, at this moment, like you would see the same emotions as if it was happening in real life. And that's something that I've always found fascinating with the dreams is how suddenly they make you part of a story of a world um, that is just so real and that makes you feel so many emotions and so many things. And when you wake up, it's like suddenly you're like a switching world. I find this kind of experience fascinating. Like suddenly you wake up and, and the whole world is different. There's not even ways to say which world is real. You know, you could like 
just it's just two different worlds where you you felt different emotions and, and yeah have you heard of those dream experiences where people will like have a whole life in their dream and months will pass and the seasons will change and they'll raise kids and they'll go to their jobs every day and then they'll wake up and they're just like a 17 year old going to high school the next day and they're like mourning this life they just had and all these emotions and memories are just as real you know because you had this long vivid real experience and now you're like oh my god what happened to my family that i just spent nine months with you know and it, that that has always blown my mind for on so many different levels yeah it must be like really fascinating i haven't had this kind of experience but it i can definitely see that this could be happening and then the emotions like the, what you would feel when you wake up it's like there's an episode of rick and morty like i don't know if you've seen this show but there's an episode of rick and morty that kind of replicate this idea where like you live alive and suddenly you come back to the beginning I think it's exactly exactly the same feeling. It's like suddenly you switch world, you switch life, and uh, this moment I found so fascinating. Yeah, I love Rick and Morty. It's a great show. I definitely get so many of my cool ideas from there. But yeah, just like that for sure. Another thing I find really cool too, like you mentioned that you had like an apocalyptic type dream, which I've also had, and a lot of people have had you know similar dream themes like apocalypses around the pandemic. People had a lot of like illness, you know, dreams and stuff like that. So I definitely think that like with all this current like existential, you know, conversations going on online, people are having more types of similar dream experiences. So how do you think like, I know you've maybe done a little bit of research on this as well, but current events and just like as a collective, sometimes how does that affect common themes in people's dreams? Or maybe it's among like regions or communities or different cultures. Yeah, it's a really good question. We have we've done some preliminary research on that. We haven't segmented it to to specific regions or communities or things like that yet. And we will do that in, in the future. But we've already seen some expected but still surprising results. Uh, for instance, two heavens uh, last last year, and um, there was the war. Um, obviously, around February at the time of the invasion, uh, we saw a huge peak of people dreaming of war. So that's that's one like world event that shifted to people's dream. The second one is Queen Elizabeth II. We've seen a lot of people dreaming about queens around the time of her death. So it's kind of expected that uh, people, you, you would see this in dreams, but it's still fascinating to see that this actually happens. Like suddenly all of our dreams are like shifted and uh, some some themes are appearing for all of us. Yeah, I can't wait to do more research on that and see what other things can appear in dreams and, and how long it takes to appear in dreams and, and how long does it stay in dreams. I think there's also a lot of things to, to research in this area. And this could maybe open this kind of research for shared dreaming and, and shared realities. It would be it would be interesting. Yeah, it makes sense, you know, because our dream content is composed of things that happen to us and things that are on our mind and, you know, world events and things like that. So that part makes a lot of sense. And what I find really interesting, which is where the questions start to come up for me, is like, if you dream of Queen Elizabeth dying before she dies and then she dies next week, you know, that's kind of like, OK, how would you have known that? And that's happened as well. So, you know things that it's like when it happens here and there, you're like, okay, you know, th those are just anecdotal stories. But the more it happens, you're like, hmm, this is raising some questions. Yeah, you're right. I hadn't thought about that, like studying uh, things happening in dreams before real life. But that, that would also be awesome, like to just, in fact, uh, study this effect. 
Yeah. You know, it's interesting because it's happened to me before. So I'll just tell you my personal experiences. It's happened to me quite on a few occasions. And sometimes it'll be something very random, like a moment of my life, like I'm having a conversation with somebody and they say the exact same thing and the exact same movements of like a random dream snippet that I had. And because I record my dreams, I'll look back and I'll be like, oh my God, I literally had a dream of this moment. And it'll be something totally random, like the way that they picked something up or whatever, you know? And then another time it happened to me, it was like an entire day sequence of what what I did. The dream was a little bit different. Like in my dream, we were in an apocalyptic town and we were doing certain things. But I, the day that I remembered it, I hung out with the same person. We got in their car. We went to the same place to get a massage. And in this dream, I did the same thing. I hung out with that person, got a massage, you know, things like that. I didn't realize it until the moment I was with that person and they said something that they said in the dream. And I was like, wait a second, this happened in my dream. And it was just crazy. And I was like, people are going to think I'm crazy if I talk about this. But this happened in my dream. It was like about a month prior. And I pulled up the dream. And I was like, look, we did the same thing. And then they even noticed like something in my dream, they gave me like a necklace or something. And then they were like, Oh, my God, the necklace, because earlier in the day, they like showed me a necklace that they got or something random. It wasn't like exactly how the dream went. But it was like certain aspects of it were like lining up, which I thought was pretty fascinating. Yeah. It's, it's one of the things also that, that makes dreams so special is to see all of those experiences that we have. Like it's also happened to me a few occasions, but it's really, it's really fascinating, those kind of things. Something that comes, came to my mind when you, when you said that is also, I've, I don't know about you, but by writing all of, all of my dreams, I've started to create this dream memory life. It's happening more and more to me that I'm in a dream or I'm in real life. And, and I've seen things in dreams, in previous dreams. And I kind of constructed this database of dreams in my past and remembering them, it, it's, it creates this new kind of experience where it's happening more and more that I see things in real life or in dreams. And I'm like, oh, I, I, yeah, I had this thing like a lot of, like a long time ago, this, this thing, this city, this place or, or this, yeah, situation. It's like, it's crazy. That's one of the cool things that I love about like writing down my dreams and, and don't forgetting them. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. There's so much value in it. I've noticed that too, because I'm going on a couple of years now of recording my dreams. And I like, I don't know if a lot of people do this, but I go back sometimes and read old dreams, just like remember them and like, just think about them. And yeah, it's interesting to see connections and memories pop up. It's really like an interesting feeling. Yeah. And it's really interesting because when I, when I read some of those old entries that I wrote down in my journal, I, I completely forgot about those dreams. But anyway, when I read them, I feel like all of the dream happening again with the emotions and it's it's just so fascinating. And this is interesting because one of the purposes of dreams that has been found so far is to kind of do this work of removing emotions from memories so that you can think of previous things that happened to you without feeling those emotions again. And that is something that dreams are supposed to do, but they do most of the time. And when they don't, it creates problems. And this is linked to PTSDs and other kind of disorders like that. So this is one of the functions of dreams that we identified. And it's funny that this happened in real life. Like when, if you would read something that happened to you in real life, you wouldn't feel those emotions again because the dreams removed them. But if you read something that happened in your dreams, then it seems that the emotions stay and are not removed. They just stay with the memory. And so I think that's part of explaining why when you read, when, when I read those old dreams, I kind of feel those emotions again in a way that I don't usually normal memories or, or things that happen to me in real life. 
Yeah, that's definitely interesting. I've always been fascinated by like the concept of memory and dreams and how the mechanism of remembering things compares in waking life to dreams. Because to me, it feels like when I think of a dream I had last night, I'm remembering it as if I'm thinking about what I did last night. So it's similar, but yeah, that'd be that'd be a cool thing for science to go into. That's a whole other, you know, rabbit hole of scientific research as well. You've been dreaming for a long time since before it was cool, which I I love that. So do you have any like advice, just general advice for anybody interested in like understanding their dreams or, or, you know, getting deeper into, you know, learning how to lucid dream and stuff like that? Yeah, well, if I had to give one thing um, that I found the most important is is like it it should not be a sprint it's marathon so you have to stay motivated and i think that's the most important part don't, don't rush things if you want to have lucid dreams it won't maybe it maybe won't happen in the first weeks uh, but it will at some point and i think that's the most important thing is that if you want to make dreams some part of your life it will be a part of your life for a long time so make sure that you're not going too fast and let things go to their own pace and just keep this interest and cultivate it and cultivate your like motivation and your interest in dreams. I've been like I've been around my dreams for almost yeah eight, eight to ten years now. And yeah, I think it's really you're here for the long run. So yeah, my advice would be to stay motivated and yeah, just cultivate the interest. Honestly, I couldn't agree more. I think that's great advice because a lot of people, they like want to get lucid tonight and they want quick results and then they never think about it again and they try one time and they give up. But yeah, it's about, like you said, a marathon. I think that's solid advice. That's honestly probably the best thing that you could have said. Yeah, happened to me at the beginning also. I wanted to have the syndrome very fast and I think all of us want. But I've seen a lot of people uh, when I tell them about dreams and lucid dreams, a lot of people tell me, yeah, I know lucid dreams. I've tried to do them at some point, but then I, I gave up. So, yeah. And another thing to get started is, of course, keeping a dream journal. So I always recommend Oniri to people because I think it's great. Yeah, the app is mostly on iOS, but we just released an Android version, which is kind of still going through a beta process. It's available, though. So uh, now I can so officially say that the app is on iOS yeah. and Android although not all of the features on Android yet. It's called Oniri. It's uh, on both stores. It's at, at its core, it's a gym journal, but then there are a lot of other features and we keep adding them. Um, so there are a lot of tools and messaging techniques, but there is also a section dedicated to gym analysis and uh, many other things. That's what I love about this project is that through dreams, there are so many things that we can help with with dreams, so many subjects, so many technologies that we can bring in this domain. For instance, in this in, in today's world, it's uh, AI. We've currently like we're trying to integrate the latest AI developments in the world of dreams. And it's really it's really great everything that you can do from image generation to illustrate the dreams to using AI in the analysis process to help people uh, reflect about their dreams we're kind of having this vision of being an app for dreams and all different aspects of dreams and so that's where we're going i love it that's a great vision and i'm happy to have been a part of it and to talk to you about it so i really appreciate you for doing this podcast with me yeah thank you amina for inviting me it's it's been really great talking about dreams i I love having other people thought about how how they interact with their dreams and there are so many people It's, it's it's a growing world i always say that dreams they're like the, the baby sister of meditation like this past decade has been the decade of meditation with science pushing new breakthrough and, and a lot of general interest flowing in, in meditation and i'm sure that this will happen for dreams and lucid dreams but uh, but in 
10 years from now, I think dreams will be huge and it will be a huge part of people's wellness. And, and so I can't wait to see how it evolves. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely becoming more normalized and it's just the beginning. So, you know, I'm proud to be, you know, riding the wave and I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, me too. It was great. Great talking to you. <laughs>